0: It's That Crime of the Month with Nicola Graham and Christiana Brockbank. In this podcast, we'll be diving into a story on a subject that's pretty bloody taboo, happens on the regular, and generally affects women way more than men. Yep, it's true crime. So what have you been up to this week? I'm trying to, I'm actually genuinely trying to
1: think. I would like, wait, I don't even know what I've actually done.
0: I know, that's the thing, because at the moment we're still on lockdown. There's very little going on. I've just been filling my days up with uh, the shittiest TV, all the crappy. I started watching Too Hot to Handle.
1: I don't know how far you are, but literally oh, the I people that actually, you start, yeah, all of the ones that you think, oh, they're actually sort of finding themselves and understanding that there's more to life. They leave. <laughs> yes, you can't be part of this. I know. They're like, I don't want to be part yeah. of this. But I'm the worst human being because I like fully watch these shows. It's like Love Island. Unashamedly watch it and think, this is amazing, get super involved. But then I'm like, this is so wrong on so many levels. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I guess it's like watching a car accident. It's that kind of thing. You know, We like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, especially when you know with Love Island,
0: like, three people have committed suicide off the back of that show. So it, it's, it's dodgy, definitely. Like It's all about looks, isn't it? But yeah, that led me on to Love is Blind, which I know I think was came out before um, too hot to handle but i love that show As like it's so crap like it's just trash tv just your husband
1: watching with you oh god no because my partner re- <laughs> he refused he says like because he works and i'm not working so i'm like filling my days with gardening and i mean that even doesn't do take up much time once i've spritzed all the plants and made sure and they're like wandering around like oh look tom look at this chili that's come through and he's like literally can't think of anything less Interested in that. He's like, okay, so the, your daytime, you can watch all the shit that you want to watch, and then of an evening, we'll watch the. A bit, bit more high quality. So that's what that's literally what we do. What have you been watching? We
0: just end up watching comedy programmes because that's the only thing that we both enjoy watching, so... We
1: were sort of re-watching The Sopranos and then Devs. That's got Nick Offerman in from Parks and Rec. Oh, yeah, I saw that advertised. Very good. It's a limited series, so you know that you're not going to waste too much of your time with it. Oh, <laughs> Race Around the World. Oh, I did watch a bit of that. It's like a classy reality TV show. I saw the final on Gogglebox. Did you um, hear about Nick Cage? being casters, Tiger King. <laughs>
0: Yes That like happened today Didn't it I don't It's obviously Not sure when this will go out It'll probably be ages So But it'll be old news But um Yeah I'm quite pleased with that choice I think he'll do quite a good job Well
1: I have a sore spot Not sore Soft (laughs) Maybe he is sore I have a soft spot for Nick Cage I imagine I don't know He's just like What what we You know We had shitloads of money But mental things with it Like mansions and castles In Europe and stuff Has had no luck in love And I don't know And he made dubious film choices, the best of times. And I'm like, no, this is what he's made to made to do. Because he is the type of person that you could imagine owning
0: like an exotic animal. Oh
1: yeah. He'll probably be just like, no worries, I'll just bring my own my own lions. Yeah. <laughs> I've got them all already. Perfect casting. And he'll do anything, I think, for money. Maybe not anything, but, yeah, he'll he'll make that crazy. I wonder who they'll get for Carol Baskins. I don't know. It
0: Wasn't there a rumour about, oh, what's she called from Saturday Night Live? Blonde Kate McKinnon. Oh,
1: possibly. She would be amazing. I mean, do you think it's going to be serious or comedy? I think it'll
0: probably be because it's like one of those American scandal series, isn't it? You know, like the... Oh, is it going to be like the O.J. Simpson, People versus O.J.? I think so, maybe not, but, yeah, I've... I've I got that impression from the article that I read. Is that um, Ryan Murphy doing
1: it? Oh, I don't know, actually. I watched his Hollywood. Is that good? (laughs) I watched it all, but I knew it was shit as I watched it. But I I can't help keep giving all of his programmes the benefit of the doubt. And I'm like, no, I watch it. But they all just seem to... I mean OJ Simpson's great, Johnny Versace are great. Did you think so though? Because I thought that they were both quite I mean they're very always very they're always very camp and hammy. And heavy handed, like there's so much
0: exposition. I think the trouble is that he likes all the things that we like. Mm. And that's why we always want to watch his programmes. But then you're like, oh, I just wish he'd done it
1: better. And I didn't really get Hollywood right till right to the end. Because he was like It's basically almost like a counter-history. counter A bit Tarantino. Yeah. So it's like what Hollywood could have become if they stood up for, like, gay rights, black rights. And you just think, oh, but it didn't. I'd rather have watched something that was, like, Showing the horrendous Inequalities at the time Rather than like Oh let's fix these qualities. It's not as easy as that Oh So disappointing He did the Betty Davis The Joan Crawford Betty Davis one And that was Not good either Oh feud He gets amazing people Like there's some That's the thing He gets He gets amazing actors And actresses To do the best Acting they've ever done with a shitty script <laughs> with well, the shitty script yeah and the size ideas but they, they they bring the attention because they win all the awards it's like oh yeah it was dog shit but they were amazing because like Holland Taylor is very very good in Hollywood and so oh who's the guy from Jim Parsons oh yeah Big Bang Sheldon he's in it he's very good but then there's also actors and actresses in it that I think actually they're not very good why have you chosen them is it just because they're attractive yeah and uh, you should um, cast some of the too hot to handle yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so it's been an event for a week clearly yeah just tv tv more tv yeah. promise that we are more excited out of lockdown <laughs> <laughs> So what crime Are we doing today So I've chosen Again this week Mainly because I am a Sort of huge lurker On Reddit I don't ever say anything You'll never see me Just there lurking In the shadows But I read a lot About sort of Unresolved mysteries And serial killers And a lot of people Like wonderful people Do a lot of research Spend a lot of time On trying to find Or look more into cases And I think Especially during lockdown I think across the world Especially Americans They're really Putting the effort into To find out more information About Jane does and john does but yeah so this is one that i found a few months ago and i was like god this is mental i remember telling my mom and she was like oh god it's like creepy so i thought it'd be perfect for that crime of the month so it's the story of ashley reeves that's the title i'm going with because i don't want to say anything that gives it away i was wondering if you were going to because
0: yeah definitely the like trashy documentaries that you watch they definitely make a specific choice about the way that they tell this story yeah to keep the mystery
1: alive yeah exactly me, I was like, oh, it's quite a recent one. But actually, I forget that we're in 2020, so it's like 14 years ago.
0: Do you know what? I saw like a sa- on a sign there was um, it said that uh, like established 1996, and I was like, why are they doing that? It's 1996, that's not so that's no recent. And then I was like, oh, oh god, oh yeah, <laughs> it's like 30 years
1: ago, yeah, it's terrifying. Well, not 30 years ago, but near enough, yeah, round up. So, stories about Ashley Reeves. Ashley in 2006 was a 17 year old girl, she was by by all accounts funny very bright high school junior what's junior in the uk like college first year of college no is that not seniors because then you go to oh, i don't know
0: i really don't understand their school system no i don't understand yeah sorry any americans
1: listening to this
0: oh yeah 17 would be college i guess yeah so like maybe for us it'd be first year of college yeah yeah like as level americans would be like what <laughs> i know First year of sixth form Yeah, first year of sixth form That's what it is She was just a nice Well, according to her mother And like her friends and everything She was um, a really nice girl She got good grades Yeah, no trouble Which I always feel weird about them Like talking about that stuff Because it almost implies If she wasn't a good girl then She deserved it <laughs> Yeah, she brings it on herself <laughs>
1: She had what was coming to her She deserves to get bludgeoned to death Exactly God, if that was the case I know so many girls That oh, I was going to say Should have been bludgeoned to death uh, <laughs> No, <laughs> we'll edit that out. But I hate it when they talk. I, I hate it when they talk on Facebook and they're like, eh, da, da, da. and I'm like, you were a druggie, you were a vile person, you're a bully. Piss off, stop acting like I'm right now. But yeah we can do that <laughs> still follow them on Facebook yeah no because I like it when they go into dramas then put like shitloads of stuff and then they go they put like a crazy status and I'm like oh, I'm invested now and then someone goes oh no what's happened and then they say I'll DM you and you're like no no you've put it out there into the public sphere so now let me tell me tell me because I'm invested in this little thing that you're having a shit fit about it's like with the, like this person better stop messing about in my life and you're like oh my god who what is happening and then yeah someone's like oh my god you okay hon Dear, I'll DM you no
0: but occasionally you do get that person piping up and being like
1: yeah what did you want to say to me <laughs> and being like yes, <laughs> yes. I'm in it yes. I'm there do knows even know who, who any of these people are that I'm full up yeah. watching lurking this is my job I'm just a lurker I'm just a creepy little lurker right so she also had a steady boyfriend called Jeremy Smith which features a bit later doesn't he? Yeah. so let's cast our minds back to Thursday the 27th of April 2000 Uh, April had a job interview At a shoe store, apparently Ashley Ashley, not April (laughs) That's the month (laughs) I think... I've written April I can show you a piece of paper I've written April I'm hoping throughout the rest of my notes it does say Ashley or otherwise there's going to be a lot of- you just have to bleep it out okay. or have you go Ashley
0: Ashley
1: when I <laughs> when I say it so she leaves her parents' house Michelle and Michael they live in Milstadt, Illinois can't tell you any more about that not done any research on that place so she leaves at 3.30 for a job interview at a shoe store um, which is in Fairview Heights which is apparently 15 miles away she drives there in her boyfriend's SUV what does SUV stand for I have no idea utility vehicle but what does he ask we could make it a super super utility vehicle (laughs) that's probably actually right do you think it is it's American it's gotta be it's gotta be like something like cool sounding isn't it Mm. so that belonged to her boyfriend Jeremy Smith she then didn't come home that night none of her family or friends had heard from her which is very unlike Ashley and Ashley's mum calls the police at 10 and the police act quickly
0: yeah again another thing that I find problematic the policeman's like oh I could just tell a voice from the way that she sounded that there was something seriously wrong and that this she wasn't the type of girl that would do this sort of thing and it's like well maybe actually you should just treat everybody the same whether or not they sound exactly like you
1: think and I think he says something like you know compared to all the others like this I thought how many missing kill cases do you have bloody hell don't live in Milstadt the police chief also said something was different with this case this missing girl Ashley Reeves she wasn't answering any texts from any of her friends and one thing we know about young ladies is they will maybe not answer from the parents but they'll answer their friends i don't know a lot of my friends do not get replies straight back i'm the worst yeah i'm the worst for whatsapp i've just seen i'm like oh I'm just busy watching the hills or some trash on tv i'll text them later two weeks later they message me again are you okay and i'm like oh shit so i'm not a very good example of that at all but they do all know now that that's what you do so yeah sorry i go i ghost my friends <laughs> <laughs> it's not because i don't love you all it's just because i'm shit a shit friend I can't even say I'm busy. That's the worst thing, lockdown. You can't say, if you can't, I can't get out of anything anymore. I know.
0: The longer you leave it, the more awkward it gets, doesn't it, to reply. But yeah. that's probably the worst thing about it, this coronavirus. <laughs> the worst
1: thing is you can't go to your friends anymore. <laughs> I said, someone was like, oh my God, I'm never going to cancel and like not go to things. I'm going to go to everything I'm invited to. And I'm like, nope. I, really, I don't think I miss that all. We'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> so Ashley's car, well, actually it's Jeremy's if we're being technical, is found at 11pm at Lederman Park in Belleville. So, which is really quick. I guess they found her within, well, found the car within an hour. That is good policing. Thumbs up from me. They look through the car and they find her outfit for the job interview. We've all been there. part of a posh little outfit. Smart shoes and her basketball clothes. But there's no sign of Ashley. So, suspicions immediately turn to the boyfriend because it's usually, I'm saying this, but I'm confident I've seen some sort of statistics that, that says that if someone's murdered the murdered by someone they know yeah
0: usually unless it's a serial killer
1: I think that's also the same with pedos as well if you're sexually assaulted
0: oh I don't know are they not like chances
1: though no I'm sure it's a family member we- oh yeah no yeah right, it's someone you know yeah. again it's just there I probably got it off reddit yeah yeah so they sort of say I mean I'm sure they didn't say it like this but what's going on just like that
0: yeah they bring him in for an interview pretty quickly don't they yeah
1: but he was described as a parent's dream wholesome forthright and he seemed to adore Ashley they dated for nearly two years. Oh. It's quite a substantial relationship for a 17-year-old. Yeah, it is. Yeah, get out more. It's not the right time to be doing that sort of thing. No, go on dates. Girl too hot to handle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, do not do that.
0: So, he but he was away there that night, so he's got an alibi, but he does know that she was uh, going to go to this interview and then she told him that she was going to go and play basketball.
1: Mine would be go to an interview and then go and eat cake on the sofa yeah. <laughs> or something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so then police quickly move on to interviewing her friends and they find out that she pra- practiced basketball with a 26-year-old man called Samson Shelton. That is alarm bells, isn't it? Nine years is such a big gap when you're that old. Like, even two years
1: is a huge gap. Yeah, that's it. When you're that age, like, her her life experience compared to his life experience, it's just... And they get that information from her friends, so that's obviously not something that's disclosed to her parents or anything like that. People aren't aware of that or her wider circumstances. Circle's not aware of that. So this Samson Shelton was a driver's ed and physical ed teacher at a school all the best eds <laughs> all, the, all the best eds i once heard a saying when i was um, trained to be a teacher someone said to me like it was something like if you can't teach teach PE <laughs> <laughs> sorry i've probably insulted loads of PE teachers there i think it's just because it's a laugh a bit more of a laugh i don't know it did look pretty easy
0: well i don't know any PE teachers that actually did any physical activity they all just stood and watched you from the side of the like the gym hall or when you did doing cross country they didn't
1: do it with you oh no and my PE teacher i remember playing. Round so not only that they just stood there they also like mentally scarred me I don't know if they go around doing that if that's part of the lesson plan or something yeah it's part of the curriculum <laughs> hey starring <laughs> humiliation yeah I went and scored around rounder yeah you're welcome got to fourth base skidded or whatever got up and then I think I was like dusting myself off so being a bit tactile with myself because I was covered in mud and my teacher said oh haven't you got a big bum whoa and that scarred like I have always had a like whenever I've put an outfit on or ever. it's always look at my bum she actually said something that was a bit more Derogatory. She said like haven't you got a big bull like a black woman's bum? That's outrageous. She would get sacked. Couldn't get away with saying that now. No, no. Isn't it weird that thirty years ago in nineteen ninety six you could say those things? Yeah.
0: Well, hopefully she's dead now, so we don't have to worry about it. <laughs> no. I'm joking. Uh, Maybe she was jealous because she... Did she have, like, a tiny ball. No, she looked like Mrs. Trunchbull. Oh,
1: well, people in glass houses. Yeah. Could you imagine I said that back? Probably got detention. What a joke. But yeah, I don't think driving... Yeah, I don't know how much... Whether you have to have done in America the same qualifications of other teachers to be essentially a driving instructor... And a PE teacher. It's really weird though the way
0: that they do their driving tests isn't it? Because I think they do get it taught in school. Is that free? I
1: wonder if it's free. Because we have to pay like 30 quid A lesson in UK Well yeah That was back When we both Passed our test Which is a good It's only about £100 now (laughs) Yeah Yeah it's a
0: weird A weird combination Of things to be teaching PE Like being lazy Driving a
1: car And PE Like just run everywhere Instead (laughs) Yeah that doesn't Go together does it I also found out That he was An inspiring wrestler And his wrestling name Was The Teacher Inspired Yeah Thought about that For ages What would his uh, Uniform The
0: thing that he would Wear would be Oh he's wrestling out Outfit. Be like high tech trainers and
1: bright <laughs> bright blue denim jeans. Ugh, like jorts, and then he could wear a <laughs> cardigan with like the little elbow patches. Ugh. What could his weapon be? Well, he's a PE teacher? So maybe something like a. Javelin. Javelin. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So yeah, he was, he was also a wrestler called the teacher. According to Christy Baumgartner, who was Ashley's friend, Ashley and Shelton met in February of that year at the Soulard Mardi Gras. Wow, that's a mouthful. <laughs> it is a mouthful. But yeah, so they met at, like, I guess a Mardi Gras celebration. Oh, I'm not really sure what that would be, but sounds nice. Is it like gay pride? Oh, is it like a, ca- a carnival type thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. So it'd be essential. If we took this and transplanted it into the UK it'd be like Notting Hill Carnival or something okay okay okay, yeah I get you I think I don't know I'm just saying that so Ashley's boyfriend said that he didn't think anything untoward was going on with Samson but Ashley's family started to some sort of some themselves themselves uh, they went through her phone records and found a number that they didn't recognise on her phone bill so they called it and who answers Samson Bloody Shelton <laughs> oh my god but it was it, it, it appeared loads of times it wasn't just like it was
0: a one-off the reason that they rang it is because it kept
1: showing up over and over again. And it wasn't a number they could attribute to anybody. So Ashley's mum apparently says, so this is according to Ashley's sister, Casey Reeves, their mum rang Shelton, well, rang this number, Shelton answers, and she says you know, if you heard from Ashley, he said, no, I haven't heard from her and I haven't seen her. And then he hung up. Not to be funny, guilty. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And also, apparently he sounded really like calm and not
0: bothered, just, it was no big deal. Cold. You would think, someone especially who's supposed to be a teacher who's Invested in like Young people And making sure That they're okay He would at
1: least Show some concern Yeah Weird I always think If I got accused Of like someone said Did that And they were like Oh well you might be Involved or something I'd go out of my way To try and prove That I was not involved Like just to Yeah Probably a little bit too much So they actually Would think that you Were definitely involved (laughs) Yes Yeah I'd be like Ian Huntley, just hanging around in the back of news reports, getting interviews and all stuff like this. I'd be, I'd be on the other side. <laughs> so police looked into Shelton, but he did have an alibi. Because what was he doing, Chris? He was line dancing. <laughs> he was line dancing. The CCTV footage of him line dancing at a club called the Wild Country Dance Club. Because if you're going to go line dancing, that's where you're going
0: to do it. Wasn't he also texting another underage girl as well? They have records of this.
1: Why break the habit of a lifetime? Exactly. He's got a type. He has. So although Shelton's like, no, I, I was busy that night. And the police are like, yeah, cool, CCTV footage of him doing some cool moves. Ashley's friends say, no, look into him, because Ashley had told them that she was romantically involved with him, and that he was supposed to be meeting up with her that afternoon. So the afternoon she went missing, Ashley had told her friends, I'm meeting up with the sexy driver's Z teacher, the wrestler. No, the teacher. <laughs> the teacher, the wrestler. <laughs> the teacher, the wrestler. I'm so confused now. So police pull Shelton out of baseball practice on Friday the 28th. He is very active, isn't he? like yeah. he's line dancing baseball basketball yeah. teaching people to drive wonder how many steps he gets in a day loads but he hits his move target I'm not during this lockdown at all. I'm minus. we're on Friday the 28th now so this is the day after Ashley's gone missing so they say like we want to interview you so he's apparently friendly and cooperative and he tells the police that his relationship with Ashley was purely platonic but that she had been calling him non-stop and she'd become obsessed with him so he was avoiding her so basically he knew that they had records of all the phone calls and could you text in 1996? Yeah I think because he was texting the, the girl Oh he was texting the girl yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure I can't remember I don't know if I had a phone in 1996 2006 wasn't it not 96 Oh yeah it's 2006 yeah I definitely had a phone <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like child cruelty <laughs> It had been a uni I think Were you? Oh yeah Yeah we had a phone I was there just sending pigeons <laughs> <laughs>
0: What I don't understand... Was the interview like a ruse? Was she actually going for an interview? Because or... I thought that it was that she said that she was going for an interview,
1: but she was actually meeting up with him. I don't know. As far as what I've read, she was actually genuinely going for an interview at a shoe shop. Oh, okay. And then she was meeting him after to play basketball. Right. And snog, I imagine. But either way, she wasn't telling the truth to... Well, she obviously was telling the truth to her friends, but she wasn't telling her parents. Like, looking in hindsight, she should have been saying, oh, and then I'm meeting this guy, Samson, who I play basketball with... Said it looks less shady Not blaming her No But as well like You can't
0: You can't blame her For being excited By someone that much older Because when you're younger You do have this thing like Oh if someone who's a bit older Starts paying attention to you like Oh well, I must be special yeah. And that's why people Like predators They know what they're doing
1: Yeah So much easier to groom The younger you are Because you're You you're, Well you're taught From a young age That the older someone is The more knowledgeable they are The, the more they're going to care for you The more You know what I mean yeah. This is perpetuated from being a child so if you know you're 17 there's a guy who you find attractive as well is then shows an interest you assume that he's got your best interests at heart you assume that he's gonna love you forever you assume that he's gonna tell you the truth and not mess around I think probably most people's super horrendous heartbreaks are from when you're like sort of that age because you completely super invest in people and boyfriends and crushes then don't you everything's super heightened whereas now you're just like oh get lost can't be
0: arsed you get infatuated and especially with someone who has like a proper Job and you're like oh wow like they're a real adult not like these other
1: teenage boys that I've been hanging around with poor Jeremy I know her boyfriend Jeremy stand up guy what a guy <laughs> yeah so I think that the she she did, genuinely did go for interview don't know if she got the job though can't find any information on that whether she did knock it out of the park or interview not sure so police said he was sort of saying she she was calling him nonstop she was obsessed with him he was avoiding her and it, on his side it was purely platonic police said that they felt there was more to the story and he wasn't telling the truth. They read out statements from Ashley's friends regarding their romantic relationship and then he began backtracking and changing his story. This sounds like the word, like 101 how not to pass a police interview interrogation. He, so he changed his story and he said, I will say this, we never kissed, we never kissed. Yes, we did have sex in the back of the vehicle there and after that day I felt absolutely terrible about it. Didn't he say,
0: he said, I felt terrible about it and then he said that he didn't want to become a sex offender and it's like,
1: um,
0: sorry, too, too late.
1: late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, oh... We'd have a kiss, we'd have a kiss, but we've had sex. That's worse. I know. Ugh. This guy seems simple. So, Captain Johnson, who I've quoted before, said that he'd originally said they were friends and then he'd said that they played basketball and then he'd said he wanted a relationship with her and then he'd said at one point he was trying to break off the relationship with her. He had changed the story so much that a person, who didn't have anything to hide. Why would you change it that much? Like the police were like, no, you have completely screwed yourself over here because if you were genuine, if you genuinely had nothing to do with her disappearance, are you changing your story all the time? Yeah. Has he never seen Law and Order? Judge Shooting, Anything. (laughs) Has he never seen Crag TV? If you're telling the truth, you don't have to remember anything. That's what Judge Judy says. Nice. So he just kept changing it. And then he had ended up saying that she had been in his car the day before. That they'd had an argument and then he'd left her by the side of the road. So he said that she was screaming, kicking, everything. He put her down, shut the door, ran the car, took off and he left her there. He said, he actually said, I left her there. That's what I did. I don't know, sounds like an even worse person just abandoning a 17 year old on the side of the road Once he'd driven off, he didn't want to go back Because he thought that if he drove by there He might have seen her, that she'd got hit by a car or something And that she was laying over there in a ditch If I would have seen that, I could not stand that Don't don't, dump her on the side of the road then you maniac I know
0: But that's even more hilarious when you actually find out what's happened Because it's like, oh you couldn't handle that, could you? Like (laughs) No but you could go off, do things and then go off to
1: a line dance. Yeah, and then hang up when the mum calls. No thank you. Don't want to do this right now. Gotta get back to my dosy dough. do dough. do And that's the only <laughs> one I know. He said, I have an absolute fear. I have a very weak stomach when it comes to, like, gore movies. I can't even watch those. I still have in my head from that movie, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, that came out. Have you seen that movie? If I would, I've seen her, like, laying on the side of the road that there. It's just, I don't know. I would have felt absolutely horrible. He's unreal. As well, though. If I I do something bad in life I don't immediately associate it to a horror film like I've probably I don't know stormed off or done something like that I then don't think like oh this reminds me of Texas Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> yeah. this reminds me of the grudge <laughs> yeah. what's another horror film <laughs> this reminds me of Halloween <laughs> he just none of his words or things he relates or associates to each other makes any sort of sense maybe that's because he's full panic mode now yeah
0: I think that's a giveaway he's just blabbering isn't he going on and on yeah
1: I mean the police said to him so you're saying that you cared for her and everything but you left her on the side of the road and then you've not even bothered to call her mm. or check on her and you put the phone down on her mum and didn't and said like you've not seen or heard from her if you cared about her then why are you acting like that so pl- I think everything he said and every story when he changed tack and went down another route the police always had a well, why did you do that or well, then why nothing made sense oh literally makes me anxious because he's so bad in every sense the police questioned Shelton for hours but he his account stays the same he chucked her out left her on the side of the street this only changes when he goes for a toilet break because he bumps into the lead detective so the captain who I've kept mentioning who is the captain now he was a lead detective Stephen Johnson and he had done a boy scout like program was the this captain so knew him and this detective steven johnson thought like found out what was going on and he was like right i'll i'll come in now i'll do some i'll do some questioning so takes over the interview and says the one thing that he knows is going to break samson shelton play the grandma card (laughs) I don't think that would work for me.
0: No, I think I probably would have broken a long time before this. Like, I don't know how he
1: he just when I'd said the fifth check, I wonder I've changed my story for the fifth time, and they'd come back at me. I'd be like, oh god, yeah, fine, I'll tell
0: you. So he obviously knows him and his family, and starts going on about how basically what would his mum and his grandma think about the situation, and and he wants to. Shelton says like, I, I really want to talk to. My grandma, my mum, and he's like, "Well, they're not here." And the detective's like, "But in a way, they really are." Ooh, nice. And everything that they've taught you, you know, you've got to like think about that. What would they want you to do in this situation? And that's the thing that basically gets him to
1: admit. I want to do this like in an American accent, like what he says, but I don't actually even know what the accent is. But he's like, "Sam, you ain't telling us the truth, and you need to. You have to, from mom." For grandma. I think that was about four different American accents, but. No, it was amazing. Loved it. Thank you very much. I'll uh, is this TV movie when it becomes one by Ryan Murphy. Oh, God, that'll be dog shit. <laughs> so Shelton breaks down, starts crying. And confesses. So at this point, it's been 12 hours of interrogation. Timeline-wise, we're into the early hours of Saturday morning. It's so, and we're, it's the 29th of April. So this has gone on from the 27th when Ashley went, went missing. So he says that he dragged her body deep into the woods. So this is Citizen Park, the woods he's referring to. And he tied something around her neck to make it look like someone had choked her and then agrees to take investigators to the exact place that he'd left her so at this point it's 2 a.m um night time obviously middle of the middle of the night he leads away but he's struggling to find his bearings because who know ne- i mean oh, i don't even think I could- maybe i'd go into the woods with police because he had guns but i'd be shit scared they're filming this as well aren't they because for his future trial they're like we might as well film this we've got him on tape then taking us to to where her body is yeah it's part of the confession so it's dark it's rainy the woods are thick Detectives, when they all talk about this, say like, well, we didn't have a cat in hell's chance of finding anything. And they would just like walk for 10 minutes, and then 20 minutes, and then 30 minutes. They eventually find her. They think it's like 30, 40 minutes they've been walking. And Detective Johnson, Captain Johnson, says that she was lay on her back, obviously deceased, with thousands of insect bites all over her. She'd been out there for a long time, 30 hours.
0: And you can actually, I mean, all the trashy documentaries, they do show
1: the video of her being discovered. Yeah. And you can actually, if you Google it, you can watch it. So if you do have a strong stomach, but, you know, just be wary that it is quite disturbing. Yeah. They go over to her to obviously take a closer look and she actually starts breathing. So everyone goes, batshit crazy. Again, Watch the video if you want to, um, but it is crazy. She looks like a corpse because her eyes are sort of open. They're like sort of glazed over and her arms are just in a really unnatural position. So it's really like harrowing. Paramedics are already there, obviously, expecting to add a dead body and to do all they need to do. So they start working to try to save her. So don't forget she's been out there for 30 hours in rain, wind, ugh, insect bites all over. They say that the temperature had dropped to 40 degrees Fahrenheit, which is about 4 degrees Celsius, so really cold. Ugh. For two nights as That's well. That's horrendous. Paramedics said that they didn't think she'd actually make... the. She'd make it out of the woods alive. They just thought that they'd try and keep her alive, but they didn't think she'd make it. When they got back to the police station, they questioned Shelton again, and that's when he sort of told them more information. So what actually happened? They got into an argument. Apparently, she would not get out of his car, so he then got her into a wrestling chokehold. Who's go-to move is a wrestling chokehold? Yeah, he's got
0: problems. After they get get into an argument, he tried getting her out of the car. And he says this thing that I find is horrific. Like, it made me want to vomit because I don't really like neck and bone things. But (laughs) he says, I pulled too hard.
1: I heard a pop. She just felt limp. She didn't move. So he says, I was a nervous wreck thinking, what do I do? What do I do? I wanted it to make it look like she'd got strangled out there in the woods. So he then takes her, while she's limp, to the woods carries, drags her there. So, obviously, because they've he's picked her up at the car park, where her car was, and then they've driven off to another woods. Which is why they don't find her around that area. So, she's in the woods, and that's when he tries choking her, because he sees she's still breathing. So, he tries choking her with his hands, but she still's breathing. So, then he gets, takes his belt off, and then starts choking her with his belt. And then, because he's horrified, because he hates Texas Chainsaw Massacre, he turns his head away, because he can't bear looking at it. Here's a gurgle, so looks back. Oh, sorry, if people are sensitive, by all means, skip. Probably a bit like- late <laughs> (laughs) people there rocking back and forth like fuck so here's a girl looks and he sees that there's foam coming out of her mouth and says and I quote she was the sickest colour I'd ever seen and then because she's still not dead he uses his foot on the belt like for leverage so I'm guessing puts his foot on the belt and then pulls even like on her neck the belt breaks doesn't it like yeah because he's pulling that hard oh he got it off the market and it wasn't really good quality one of the two (laughs) it's not leather Where he'd worn it too many times. He then looked and could see she wasn't breathing anymore. There was no more phone coming out of her mouth. She liked, there was no colour change. And so that's when he left her in the woods. So he thought, she's dead. It looks like someone else choked her. I mean, it doesn't sound like he's done any sort of DNA clear up here. They'd have well got him, I'm sure. I find it funny that he said, oh, like, I did this because I wanted it to look like someone had strangled her. And it's like, you, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> you strangled yeah. her. I thought the same thing. I was like, can you not make it look like she'd fallen and hit her head? Why make it look like exactly what you have done to yeah, he's I mean he must be a bit not the brightest tool in the box. No, that's not even a saying. Brightest <laughs> tool in the box could be the bad one painted like yellow. Yeah. <laughs> so at the end of interview, he asks, he just asks the oddest questions. He says, "Can he get some contact solution for his contact lenses?" I mean, then again though, I think if I was in shock like shit, I'm rested for the rest of my life. I reckon I'd ask weird questions like that. Like, can I have some Haribo straws? Yeah, it doesn't. It's just like priorities. Uh,
0: my contact lenses, and then he also says something about ween as well, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's, he tools, he says Am I going to get, like, a little private toilet? Because I can't pee when there's people around because of my urinary stress disorder. And the detective says, I don't know, Sam. I'll tell them that that's what you want, but I don't know if they'll be able to do that."
0: (laughs) It's not a Premier Inn? Was it, like, oh, is it going to be a continental or a full English breakfast in the morning? Oh,
1: yeah. Is there a day? No, it's a prison. He actually says, because I'll be miserable if I can't pee. Will you? Maybe, maybe the person who you strangled will be miserable. So, he basically then he's arrested because it's obvious we have a full confession so he's arrested and charged with attempted murder i think he's charged with attempted murder and like assault i think it's quite a few different things against him or like kidnap i think it's kidnap kidnap as well
0: his attorney tries to throw out the confession because apparently the police didn't read him his rights before it and it's like are you serious you've got a video of him leading <laughs> leading a video of him
1: taking someone to the body exactly and a full confession probably taped full confession but they didn't read his rights so yeah maybe we could just forget about that oh it's ridiculous he's kept he's kept in jail uh, the St. Clair County Jail and kept on 15 minutes suicide watch he's also examined by a psychiatrist but the psychiatrist does say that he doesn't think he's a harm to himself despite his confession he's released on bail two weeks later and I read that three and a half hours after his release from jail he was hitting up another girl teen girlfriend on MySpace so he's Three and a half hours out of jail. He's got an electronic tag on. He's not allowed to leave his house. He's not, you know, he's got all these restrictions. But this girl arrives at his home. Her parents ring the police and say, like, "Uh, this must be, like, some sort of bail, what's it called? Violation. Yeah, bail violation. And they said, well, no, actually it's not, but... You know they sort of told her to go away and everything, but like you just been you're on bail for attempted murder of a seventy year old girl and you try to tap up another one I just mental that's <laughs> like, someone needs to say to him his mum and grandma
0: come on, oh his mum and grandma like his mum, sorry, on the document on the documentary, she won't hear a bad word said about him no he's one of those little princes, mums
1: and the sons telling you can't do any wrong, yeah, he was set up, was he <laughs> He attempts suicide with pills and alcohol, but is rescued. When he's rescued by, oh, well, paramedics come, he actually punches and spits at them. Um, and on his chest, in pen, he's wrote, don't save me. Like he's a bloody love heart. <laughs> yeah, eat it. No, thank you. It's <laughs> probably one of those yellow ones that no one likes.
0: That seems quite narcissistic because it's almost like he's trying to make you feel sympathy for him, like yeah, oh, don't save me.
1: Well, so I was reading because there was like people commenting on this message board, like under the stories, and someone was like, "Hmm, I don't think that he should actually," because he ended up um, facing more time because of his assault on the emergency crew.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, and
1: he was like, someone was like, "Oh, I don't think that's really unfair," you know, he's obviously in a very heightened mental state and all this, and I'm like, but again, people other people don't do that they've found you don't punch and spit people that are trying to help you just because you don't want to go to prison for something you've done ridiculous (laughs) so the trial is June 2007 that's quite speedy yeah it's quick that the year after yeah at first um, his lawyer was very much like he's not going to plead guilty he's pleading not guilty and all this but he eventually pleads guilty to first degree murder I guess, because there's a confession. Well,
0: he gets a plea deal. I think that, like, basically he gets reduced um, time because he, he takes a plea deal so it doesn't have to go through the court and doesn't cost as much. So he gets... He ends up getting given um, a 20-year sentence. Yeah,
1: 20 years, guys. Tempted murder. Unbelievable. Of a 17-year-old. He declines to address the court. Doesn't want to say anything. Even to this day, his mum is still very much like, you know, he should never have been treated like this. He's still in prison. I actually Googled and he's on, you know, the prison records oh really You're like you can actually see his prison record yeah and it says like what his height is wow you are a lurker i am such a lurker <laughs> you can see what his height is what his weight is no tattoos but yeah so he's still in prison but there's a lot of talk at the moment that he will be sort of released um so like get early you mean he didn't get that don't save me tattooed on after on his chest
0: after <laughs> oh i don't know did he <laughs> no i'm just saying <laughs> if he did it with permanent
1: marker and it didn't come off <gasps> Jesus. So Ashley, so we spoke about Shelton, Samson Shelton, after the crime. Ashley's neck was broken, but she wasn't paralysed. She
0: was very lucky. Like, I probably shouldn't have said lucky because I guess it was a pretty horrific
1: thing to go through in the first place. So not lucky in that sense. I guess lucky in terms of, lucky in terms of something, something worse could have happened. In that situation, she could have easily been murdered. Yeah. And it
0: takes her such a long time to actually rehabilitate. And in an interview with a mum, it says that like, Ashley, spent a week just screaming because she, I think her brain injury was like so unbelievable that she couldn't communicate and that's the only way that she could communicate which just sounds horrific She had to relearn how to talk, walk, dress and feed herself A lot
1: of the local stories were about how the community were putting on loads of what they called like events and things to fundraise because the medical bills were so high
0: Which is really nice but then you do find
1: out that um, a lot of people actually ...you vilified Ashley what a surprise well a lot of people were saying like oh like there were stories coming out like she was pregnant and her, pre- her parents whilst visiting their daughter in hospital who still wasn't coming out was who was still in a coma were having to say no she's not pregnant because apparently people actually liked him he was like quite an upstanding member of the community so people were or, I mean or maybe he was fucking half of them I don't know but everyone was devastated that this had happened to him and you know it was her that had caused him or I don't know that she was some sort of floozy that had made him I don't know oh yeah yeah, it's obviously the 17 year old
0: when it's like a 26 year old Like, why is he spending so much time with 17 year olds yeah just don't do it but yeah she was always portrayed as a bit of a Lisa wasn't she yeah uh, the mum got like prank calls to the house as well didn't she there's something about that, yeah. that uh, it, so while she's having to deal with her daughter basically relearning how to walk and talk and everything she's got to deal with people
1: phoning her house and saying horrific things it's probably all of his ex is all his teen girlfriends so she can't even now can't remember much about the um attack. Although she said that she was the one that was breaking up with him. So this is still contend like a contentious issue. He said that he reacted and broke a neck by accident in you know, a hot chokehold because he was breaking up with her, she wouldn't get out of his car, he was trying to get her out of the car, and then that's how it escalated and happened. Where she was saying that she was breaking up with him and him in-, in anger attacked her. So again, I'm more likely to believe it. Actually, it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter, but I'm more likely to believe the girl who's not changed her story once yeah. compared to. The man who changed it Like seven times But yeah It doesn't matter Don't put anyone In a headlock If we learn anything From this guys Don't put anyone In a (laughs) chokehold Last time it was If it's consensual It's fine This episode Don't put anyone In a a wrestling Any wrestling move Just don't do it Especially not chokehold Unless they want you to Again Unless it's consensual
0: yeah it's the thing about like oh what what was the reason behind it? it sort of doesn't really matter and she sort of questions like oh I don't think there was anything that I did to provoke it and it's like that's not really the point like he was in a position of authority being a teacher he was in a position of power and he used very very poor judgement and
1: he did something in that moment that really effect- has affected her whole life. So I've just looked to see what the Illinois age of consent is it was 18 but in 20 20- 20 changed to 17. Do you think that was petitioned by him? <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: maybe yeah oh, like it's weird isn't it because I I've sort, sort of forget that it's like 16 in this country because that seems so young yeah that does seem young because 17 seems really really young but anyway yeah
1: there's quite a few states where it's 16 and a few where it's yeah it seems to go between 16 and 18 but I mean the point is that it, that it was definitely illegal it was illegal when when this crime happened in 2006 it's weird that you can't have a beer but you can have sex yeah like what's the worst that's going to happen with beer i suppose you could die but that's not i was gonna say that's not gonna change your life (laughs) yes it is nicola you'll be dead no but like realistically the worst that can happen is that you have a hangover or you get your stomach pumped and the thing is as well surely yeah the younger you are the less you're aware of things like protection and stuff i think this gets very messy though in america doesn't it because it's i think there's still a lot of um, issues with family planning and because it is quite a a touchy subject yeah with like religion
0: and everything did you ever uh, have a crush on your teacher at school um, the one
1: that said that you had a big bum I did until that point chat me up later <laughs> yeah I like that's my number I was like, they're nah, leaning against a post, I put out of vibe. What, in these crotchless panties? <laughs> oh, you noticed. <laughs> we had two hot PE teachers. It's always PE teachers, isn't it? It's never any other teacher. don't know about you. Not my PE teachers. Uh, really?
0: <laughs> yeah, all my, all my teachers at our school had, like, bad coffee breath. and mm. I think it's because I went to, like, a Church of England school, so, yeah. They weren't, there were no lookers. A lot of people that could be uh, sex offenders.
1: <laughs> yeah, stereotypical sex offenders. Definitely all them. No, we had two that were pretty hot. But I mean, loads of... I mean, every, I think every girl or heterosexual girl fancied these teachers. I think, though, if there's anyone remotely attractive when you're 14, 15 years old, it's like, oh, you know what I mean? It's... Supposedly everyone's hormones are mental, aren't they? And and when the boys around you are not like, they don't look like men yet. <laughs> don't like men. Are immature, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's probably that's what I mean. I can pl- completely get Ashley, and, and I think that's that. That's the thing. Like girls and boys are going to have crushes on the teachers and stuff, but it's up to the teacher in that position of authority, power to say no and not put them in wrestling chokeholds. Exactly that thing about you know when you see your teacher outside of school and you
0: are like, oh, oh my god, they like go out and everything, and they like go to the shops just like me, and I can't believe it I saw this teacher, at, um, and they were just out and they were just wearing
1: normal. Clothes and all that kind of thing because you put them a little bit on a pedestal and they assume that they don't have a partner or have a, you know that a life all they do is just come to school they i don't know just of just sit at school and go to sleep at school they don't actually exist out of it
0: it was um a really interesting case especially because you don't expect it to be a survival story and like we mentioned at the beginning most of the document like the tv documentaries they make you believe that she's not gonna make it you know That we're talking about someone who's been murdered and then you, you know, the big reveal is that she was still breathing and it was like miraculous it's um, a really interesting story and it's not one that is really talked about that much I
1: mean that's the thing with a lot of true crime a lot of it is about murder because that's what people are interested in the gory details the morbid facts things like that whereas I like that we've not sort of with our podcast the fact that it's like the that crime of the month it's not just like that murder of the month we'll do a murder next time guys if anyone's missing the murder so the gory morbid details
0: yeah we're just easing ourselves in yeah so it's like almost death then next week we'll do actual death
1: yeah get ready guys I've got a quote from Ashley that's quite a positive one. Maybe we could end on it. Go on. Don't give up. Don't ever give up on yourself. There's bigger, better things out there. I've gone through plenty of hardships, and it's just, just keep fighting. Every day it's a struggle, but you just got to keep on trudging. That's
0: nice. Like, thank God she did survive. And she had two kids as well. Like, she obviously went out. And- yeah, two
1: kids. Uh, yeah, I found it and it said, she's got two kids and a job. I was like, oh, (laughs) good (laughs) Most people do But no, I think it was more that she was leaving Or living a relatively normal life Even though she had to deal with this horrific event That happened, oh my gosh Like 15 years ago, essentially, nearly So that was the story of
0: Ashley Reeves Um, We hope you enjoyed listening to it And we certainly enjoyed talking about it We
1: certainly have We will um, choose a murder A murder for next week For our next podcast
0: Thanks for listening again If you want to subscribe, that'd be great Uh, leave us a rating and review only
1: if it's good (laughs) only if it's five stars yeah please please I'll take a four no no threes please (laughs) no no threes don't want to be mediocre thanks for listening see you next episode bye